Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience yep. continue in some well-doing seat, nope. for glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Uh, you an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yeah. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yeah. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yeah. Think they gon' take it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yeah. yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yeah. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to mine? Yeah. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yeah. Have time to wait?
from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard see it Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, alright, alright all right, all right, all right, all right. Salam, 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 salam. Welcome once again to another episode of uh, Bible Talk. My name is Mishapa, one of the teachers here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. You can catch our uh, Bible Talk podcast every Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to about 12 noon, uh, 12.30 uh, Central Standard Time or, or Texas Time. Again, that's every Monday through Thursday uh, live at... Uh, uh, Area code 646-668-2568. Or you can go on uh, uh, a web browser to www.blogtalkradio.com. Once you pull the web page up, uh, go to the search box, type in Mishaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, and it'll bring our episode page up. Uh, Go there. You'll see where it says On Air Live. It's a little play button. Hit play, and you'll be able to listen to us live through the web browser, or if you choose to call in whenever we have our live shows going on. And again, our live shows are Monday through Thursday. Generally, we try to keep it from 10 a.m. Central Standard Time to about 12 noon, uh, sometimes 12.30. Again, all times in Central Standard Time when we start live. So uh, 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 you're invited to uh, check us out. And then don't forget, on Friday nights, we have Friday Night Bible Breakdowns with the Brother Bonabad. And usually that starts at 7, sometimes 8 o'clock, uh, depending on if your brother's got to work or not. So we invite you to uh, check us out again, Eric was 646-668-2568 to call in live or uh, through your web browser at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mishaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. And if you happen to miss any one of our classes or want to go back and review, study, check out any of our classes, um, uh, you can check us out on Podcast Addicts. You can check us out on Google Podcasts. You can check us out on iHeartRadio podcast, and you also check us out on Apple iTunes podcast under ISBHBK Bible Talk. All right? So these are ways you can keep in touch with us um, and keep track of, of anything we might be going over. And if you happen to miss any part of the, of, the, of the live show, those platforms are available for you. And you can go back and be able to catch up, catch up with anything that we might have gone over, uh, you know, from uh, Times About Tuesdays where the brothers going over some, you know, current events that are taking place and, and the topic. And it's something on Thursdays with, um, for your information as, as he's covering questions that, that you uh, reached out uh, to him and, and myself and we'll bring it to him. And he, he's going and, and covering these in detail, doing a great job with that. And then also, you know, uh, Friday Night Bible Breakdowns where Brother Bonabad is going over Bible Breakdowns uh, every, every Friday night, but uh, usually with the Brother uh, Gabar Kawa. So we invite you, these are ways you can keep in touch with us, uh, keep informed, as well as uh, keeping in touch with us through our brother schools, all right, through our schools uh, uh, of brothers that we've been associated with and affiliated with since the 90s, all right. Uh, our school in San Antonio is called the Sword of Truth. Uh, the Sword of Truth, and it is located at 4444 Walsham, suite number 201, uh, San Antonio, Texas, 78218 being the address here. Uh, being here by the brothers of Warner Iyer and the brothers Sam Schwan. Uh, they have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then again on Saturdays, 
starting at 10 a.m. for the Sabbath class. And I do want to give this a little, uh, this shout out to the brother of war. Uh, I actually went to the Sabbath class. I didn't just watch it online. I actually went to the Sabbath class at the school. The brother did an excellent class. Oh, the history the brother's bringing out on, 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 uh, for the Sabbath classes is is simply amazing. I, I, I can't say enough about it. Um, he, he's about to start getting uh, uh, big ups for me, just like uh, with Tazapa, in the way these brothers going into the history. This past Sabbath, brothers and sisters, I, I had to... I had to make sure I sent it out to a lot of people personally. Um, he went into the history of Jeremiah in a way that I've never seen it before, in, 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 in a way that had never been revealed to me. Not that I'm, I'm anybody great or anybody special, but the way that brother was bringing that, that, that history out uh, with the dates and the times uh, and the reality of what Jeremiah went through and understanding that, that you're reading about a 40-year expanse from uh, Jeremiah chapter 1 do the whole book of Jeremiah and the trials and tribulations that that brother was going through, simply amazing, simply amazing. So I do highly recommend, brothers and sisters, uh, check out uh, Sport of Truth on YouTube, uh, Sport of Truth San Antonio on YouTube. Uh, classes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but the Saturday Sabbath class, I know it's hard. I'm going to say it like this. With all the great teaching that's taking place from from San Antonio, from Houston, from uh, Norfolk, from Rochester. The, and that's just what the, the group we're affiliated with. Uh, from the Mashra Yasha'ala, from the Light of Zion, from Sakari, from uh, even IUIC, from GMS, uh, Believers of the Way, um, uh, tw- the, 12, uh, the 12 Gates, the um, uh, Sons of Thunder. There's so much, there's, there's so much teaching going on out here, um, uh, True Nation. There's so much teaching going on out here. It, it might be hard just to find, you know, that one to just lock into or, or what have you. But I highly recommend um, if you watch the Sabbath ceremony with Brother Gazaki uh, coming out of Norfolk uh, on, on Saturdays, come back during the week if and when you uh, can make some time and check out the Sabbath classes that, that a war is doing with the history. It, it, it's, it's some great, great, great information. It's going to really, when you combine all the teachings going on, you, you can become so well-rounded in this Bible, so well-rounded in your understanding, so that when you're talking about the Bible, you're talking about Christ, you're talking about salvation, you're talking about um, relevant things, um, you, you really do have a, a better comprehension, really know what you're talking about, all right? That it, it is something, it, the most high is deep. I'm going to say it like that. So, um, again, our school here in, in San Antonio, uh, you can watch them live on YouTube uh, at, Sword of Truth, San Antonio, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, and then Saturdays, uh, starting at 10 a.m., all the times here being Central Standard Times. For our school in, in the Houston area, if you happen to be in the Houston area, which happens to be headed up by the brother uh, Kwaktazak and the brother Lakhorab out there, and they hold it down with uh, the brother Shasak and everybody. Um, they're located at 231 FM Road 1092, Stafford, Texas, 77477. Uh, you catch them live on YouTube as well under uh, S O W Houston, Texas, the stream of wisdom. That's S O W S I O dot W dot Houston, Texas, uh, the stream of wisdom. And you can catch them uh, uh, Mondays and Wednesdays from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. That's actually the school times as well as the YouTube times. And then also Saturday starting at 10 a.m. 
going to about 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. as well. And they have the, they have the street speaking that they have going on. You want to check them out. They, they, they're holding it down, something great, fantastic out there. That's for our school. If you're in the Houston area, uh, you can reach out, to, uh, reach out to them and connect with them. If you're in the Norfolk, Virginia area, um, the school is located at 2016 Granby Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517 being the address there. If you'd like to reach out to Priest Kazakia, you can reach him at area code 757-300-4047. The YouTube channel. Well, you can catch them uh, in class uh, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then Saturday starting at 12 noon, all right? Um, You can catch them live on Facebook. Uh, You can catch their classes live on Facebook every Tuesday and Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time under SOW Norfolk Virginia Stream of Wisdom on Facebook. Excellent classes uh, dealing with the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, uh, mental stability, um, mental health, uh, spiritual health. Check them out. They're doing a great job out there. The brother Kazakia, you got the brother um, uh, Shaquat, the brother Bakar. They be holding it down. So you definitely want to uh, check them out. They're doing some great work out there in Norfolk. Uh, uh, check them out. Right, do yourself a favor and check them out. Our school in Rochester. Uh, it's in SOW Rochester, New York, the Stream of Wisdom, located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, Suite Number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606 being the address out there. The, the priest over that is Priest Zion. You can reach him at area code 757-762-3917. And they have classes every Tuesday and Thursday starting from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and then Saturday starting at 10 a.m. as well. And you can catch their YouTube class on Tuesdays and Thursdays under uh, SOW, Rochester, New York, Stream of Wisdom, all right? Uh, our other YouTube channel uh, sources that are available for your, for your, for your education is uh, the Hidden Truth Bible Show on YouTube. We ask you to like, share, subscribe to all of the, of the channels, but uh, the Hidden Truth Bible Show uh, the Israelite uh, Media Corps, and Five Minutes of Wisdom. Brothers and sisters, that Five Minutes of Wisdom is fire. I need, I need, I need to get that, 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 that uh, sound bite. It is fire, right? And it is exactly what it says it is. Five, five Minutes of Wisdom. I, 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 I can't say enough about it. I really can't. You know, um, as much as I can run my mouth on, on blog talk and I wind up being a long-winded, I can't, I can't explain to you how, how great uh, the five minutes of wisdom really is, that it's five minutes, five minutes out of your day, five minutes of your time to go over something, a scripture or whatever, and give five minutes of, of a practical application, five minutes of, of how you can apply it in your life and how it works, just five minutes. And you got five. You can make five minutes in your day. You can do that. And it's 100% scripture-based, but it's how you can apply it in your life to where it, ta- it takes the, the mysticism, out of the Bible, it takes the spookism out of the Bible and gives a practical sense of the scriptures, where it's not just Hallmark green card type of, of, of uh, the Bible becomes more than just Hallmark green cards, all these great sayings, uh, what have you, but it's something that you can actually use in your life. It's something you can actually, if I'm, if I'm in this particular situation, I can use this scripture actually in this situation to help me get to this situation. In five minutes of wisdom, it is great. And they're putting out a lot of, they're putting a, starting to put a lot of shows out. So we ask you, again, like, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel, 
Five Minutes of Wisdom, the Israelite Media Corps, and the Hidden Truth uh, Bible Show, as well as uh, our YouTube channels for all the classes, all our schools that we do have, all right? Um, and, and, and upcoming events, uh, we do have some high holidays coming up. Uh, we do have the Memorial on the Blowing of Trumpets uh, coming up uh, September 14th, 2023. Um, so we invite you to please give it in one of the schools that, that you might be uh, 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 closest to uh, to help celebrate uh, these holy convocations, these high holidays uh, of the Lord that we do find in Leviticus chapter 23, all right? So we do have, again, uh, the Memorial on the Blowing of Trumpets, uh, which does begin at sundown, September uh, 14th, 2023. Then we have, uh, coming up uh, 10 days later after that, we have the Day of Atonement, all right, which is the only fast that the Most High requires um, Israelites to keep. With, uh, we don't eat or drink anything for a whole 24-hour period as a Day of Atonement, a Day of Sacrifice, a Day of, of, of uh, uh, afflicting yourself for one whole day, which is you don't eat or drink anything for a 24-hour period. And that begins uh, sundown, September 23rd, uh, 2023. Uh, please join us for the Day of Atonement. And then we have, uh, right after that, we have uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. And that's something we all look forward to, the Feast of Tabernacles, where we actually go and spend the week. Uh, uh, it's, it's like camping, but we actually have, uh, live in tents and live together out, away from everybody, where it's just us. Oh, my goodness. Uh, or if you're going to come for a day or for a night, uh, please come. Uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, it begins September 28th, 2023, and it ends October 5th, 2023. I heard that um, uh, as far as the, um, the Sport of Truth here in San Antonio and the uh, Stream of Wisdom in Houston have already uh, gotten together. I think they've, they've locked down the location. Or what's going to be held this year, and I'll, I'll get, I'll get the, those details uh, to everybody. It's going to be something else. Uh, from what I'm hearing, it's, it's going to be um, archery, paddle boats, um, fishing, swimming. Uh, of course, you know, the basketball courts. Um, the cooking is going to be phenomenal. Um, and if you want to get, they, they, they have a um, uh, have building set up to where if you want to get a bed, if you want to set a tent up, you, you, you want to get a bed. Maybe, maybe you might be a little older or, or what have you. Um, and you want a bed. Uh, you, you want a bed with some, uh, with some AC, air conditioning. Reach out to the camps. Reach out to Brother uh, one Iron. Again, let me get his phone number again. Air code 210-862-2643. Or the Brother Samshuan, air code 505-387-9609 to get your reservation in. Um, it's going to be... It's, uh, what's that old school saying? Be there or be square? For real. For real, though, be there or be square. And if you can't make the one in, in, in uh, that's going to be in Texas, the brother Aisha White is um, uh, always observing uh, things like this. The brother is very, very dedicated when it comes to the convocation of the Most High, to, to, to represent Israel to the fullest. Um, reach out to him. Uh, brother Aisha White is at Erica 505. 218-4218, if you're in the Mexico area, um, that he will definitely be, usually ICE, you know, he does, uh, he goes, he finds camping grounds, or even on his land, I guess, where we, you can stay the week, a month, whatever, just up there, all right, um, and, and just be away from the city, away from, from the hustle and bustle and, and pollution, the mind pollution, the noise pollution, the spirit pollution of, of being in the city, 
and just being out in nature with, with you and the Most High, uh, where you get a chance to cleanse your spirit um, and just get away and just be able to just get away. Uh, so, reach, again, reach out to Brother Ice White. This is our air code 505 218 for the Feast of Tabernacles that will be held, or any of these high holidays, forgive me, uh, in, in the Mexico area, all right? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, with that being said, uh, we are the part of the, uh, of, the, of, the, of the class, of the show, brothers and sisters, where I've been compiling uh, a list of brothers and sisters that need a little extra prayer. Brothers, sisters, and families that might need a little extra prayer. Um, keeping, in, in, keeping in mind uh, James chapter 5 or 16 where it says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Um, that the prayer of the righteous does avail much. And I, we, we are witnesses to the power of prayer. We are witnesses to, to when the righteous come together and, and send up prayers to see the power of the Most High that for us to unify and come together and to esteem others within ourselves, uh, to think about what other people are going through, uh, that if there's going to be any consolation, uh, let me pull that scripture up real quick. If there's going to be any consolation, if there's going to be any bowels of mercies, if there's going to be any comfort uh, and love, let me get that real quick. Um, So here it is. No, um, okay. I don't know why my mind is playing tricks on me right now. Come on. Um, well, this got me perplexed right now. But just hold on. I got to take a little break. I'm sorry. I need to take the, uh, the quickest break. My mind is, I'm having a real brain fog right now. Give me one second, y'all. Give me one second. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. I, I, I'm shaking a little bit of this brain fog. Um, and send a prayers for everybody. <clears throat> that it says, confess our false one to another that we might be healed. It, said, it tells the mind also that the, the prayer of the righteous does avail much. And that when we also uh, take into consideration Philippians chapter 2, I'm going to start verse 1, where it says, if there, be, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies. I, I like reflecting on this, on this verse right here, Philippians chapter 2. I, I, I'm, 
I'm surprised I forgot where it's at, but Philippians chapter 2, we, we read a lot. If, if you're going through something, brothers and sisters, if any of us is going through something, <clears throat> well, we, we, we feel like we need some consolation. Knowing that the word consolation means, let me get this also. The word consolation um, from the Webster's 1820 Dictionary uh, reads uh, comfort, alleviation of misery, or distress of the mind. It can mean refreshment of the mind uh, or the spirits. All right. So if we're going through, if you're going through something, and you need some consolation, you need some comfort. Um, you feel like somebody's not there for you. You feel like, 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 you know that 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 uh, proverbial old cartoon song. Uh, nobody, uh, how dry I am. Nobody knows how dry I am. Nobody knows the sorrow that I've seen. That that I'm just going through this, and I'm all by myself, and I've got nobody there. I'm just by myself. Well. For a person, if, there, if, if there's going to be any consolation and comfort, if Christ is going to comfort us, when we have those type of feelings where we just feel by ourselves, we feel we, we're distressed in our minds, we're going through it. So if, therefore, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, where well, I, I don't feel like I'm being loved. I don't feel like I, that, that uh, I'm being loved, that anybody cares about me. I'm really feeling uh, uh, lonely, all right? I feel like nobody cares. It says, of any fellowship of the Spirit, I just feel like there's nobody who can relate. Nobody's there for me. It's in any, any bowels and mercies. If I feel like nobody's having mercy on me, if I feel like, uh, like uh, for the things I'm going through, nobody cares, and nobody's uh, is giving me any mercy. Well, we do, and we do get these feelings, brothers and sisters. I'm not going to even sit here and lie and say we don't. You wouldn't be in this, and we wouldn't be in this truth or in this journey with Christ if we didn't get these these feelings. But it, it's this is like a math equation. If there be any, therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, if we're looking for these things. Then verse 2 tells us what we've got to do. Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Meaning, when, if we got those feelings where no, uh, I, need to be, I need to be comforted, and I feel like nobody's there to comfort me, then are we doing like Christ did? Are we trying to comfort others, or are we making this just about ourselves? In the midst of, of, of what we might be going through with the, with the distress, with the misery, with the anguish, and it makes a person just want to be real selfish, if we want to get that comfort from Christ, then in the midst of that, we have to do like Christ did, and are we being a comfort to others, or are we just so caught up into just ourselves? Are we getting to the point of being pushed to so much selfishness without being empathetic or when I thinking about others, for as much as that we want to get mad and a person wants to get angry, that no one is, sees what they're going through, no one cares what, what I'm going through, nobody's thinking about what I'm going through. Well, these are times we're supposed to reflect on what Christ did, you know, WWJD. When Christ felt these things, what did he do? He gave to others. He, he, he put himself last. He didn't please himself. So if we want, while we're going through the things we're going through, if we want to be relieved, for some of the things we're going through. We want Christ to relieve us, not, not a bottle, 
not not some binge watching, not not some uh, some crazy sex, not not some uh, 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 just some external relief of the mind. If we want Christ to really heal us, we want Christ to really be that comfort, to be that love, to be that consolation, uh, to show that mercy. It says, "Fulfill ye my joy," verse two, Philippians chapter two, verse two. Fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let me bring up one mind. Let me think about what others are going through and not just what I'm going through. We're all familiar with our own sorrow. We're all familiar with whatever it is we're going through, but how many times do we stop to try and consider what somebody else might be going through? How many times do we stop and, 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 and stop just thinking about and being the victim and that we actually think about, you know what, let me stop thinking about myself and let me think about others? What must, how can I help someone else? If I'm looking for comfort, am I giving comfort? If I'm looking for mercy, am I giving mercy? If I'm looking for fellowship, am I giving fellowship? All right, verse 3, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. And it says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. It says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, don't do it. Don't argue just for a second. Argue trying to get some attention. You know, somehow there's this thing in the world where uh, any, uh, any attention, whether good or bad, is good attention. No, not, not, not necessarily. Not if we want Christ to come and deal with us. Christ coming and work with us and be there for us. It says, verse 4, <clears throat> Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. Look, not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Verse 5, of Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So I've been compiling this, 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 this list of names that, yes, I want to make sure that we're praying for others, that I'm praying for others. I'm asking other righteous people, people who are striving to be righteous, being right with the Father, that you might add these names to your own prayer list and that we might uh, kind of get this going, that not just to be consumed in the miseries and the discomforts and the, 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 uh, the daily battles that we go through daily um, to where a person will be tempted to just want to think about, I'm only going to think about what I'm going through. I'm only going to think about how I feel and what I'm, how I'm being affected. I'm only thinking about me. Well, if we don't have the mind of Christ in the true sense of the word Christian, that we really are followers of Christ. Well, the mind of Christ was to what? Not look, not verse four. Look, not on look. Philippians chapter two, verse four. Look, not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. So, brothers and with all that being uh, being stated and being, being kept in mind, I have been compiling this list of, of names uh, to add to a prayer list. I do, I do take the time for us to go over, and I ask that you might add these names to your prayer list as well when you send your prayers up. Whenever you, whenever you might hear the show, if you, if you listen to us with us live, cool, just follow along. But if, you, if you're listening to an archive, um, you went to the library and you listen to the show, please add these names to your own personal prayer list, all right, and that we want to pray for each other. Um, that the most high has pleasure when we're thinking about each other, when, when we love our neighbor as we love ourselves, that we love and we love 
Think about this, brothers and sisters, if I could throw this out there. We know that the, the first two commandments, and all the laws is fulfilling the two commandments. Love the most high with all the heart and all thy soul, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. The more I meditate on those two verses, on those two statements, to love the most high with all my heart and all my soul. When I meditate on that verse, I meditate again on that statement, I'm coming to the point where I'm really thinking about, do I love what the most high loves then? For as much as I want, I might want to be mad, angry, upset um, from people that have hurt me, offended me, or, or, or I, I want to hold a personal grudge with. If God loves them, who am I to come back and say I don't love them? If the Father is willing to give them another chance, who am I to feel like I, I, they haven't earned to get another chance from me? So if I'm going to love the most high with all my heart and all my soul, then, am I, then shouldn't I also love what he loves? Shouldn't I make it my choice to love what he loves, to forgive whom he forgives? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say yeah. To me, that, that, that makes sense. That I can't sit on here that, yeah, okay, I follow Jesus, but they don't, so the hell with them. Oh, yeah, me and G, I got Jesus on the hotline, and, yeah, me and Jesus have a first relationship, but them other heathens, them other people out there, to hell with them. Because they offended me, because they did this to me, did that to me, and I'm not going to forgive them. I'm not going to think about them. I'm only going to think about how they've affected me, how they hurt me, how they made me go... The, the, how they make things inconvenient for me. So for that, um, to hell with them. That, that's a person who's very haughty and prideful and not considering any of the offenses that, that, that we do to the most high on the daily. And he still has forgiveness with us. All right? So that's just my little two cents on that right there. So I've compiled this prayer list of, of, of names. I'm going to send this prayer out right now. You're more than welcome to follow me with this prayer. If not, if you have your own personal prayer that you send up to the Father in your personal time, your private time, in the name of Christ, in the name of Yahushua, please do. All right, please do. Uh, so, uh, the Most High, here's, here's the prayer. The Most High, in the name of Christ, Yahweh by Sumi Yahushua, please listen to us now. Baba Yahushua, Shemayla now, right now, Yaminaita. Please send Michael and the holy angels. Baba Kusha, Shalak, Michael Allah, Wa Allah To watch over Shema'il. To bless Barak. To seal Rapah. To strengthen Chazak. To help Izar. Protect Hagan. And to build up uh, uh, Bana Lama'il. Father, number 76 verse 24. Uh, it says, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his, his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Ya Baraka Yahweh, Wayashamarka, Ya Ar Yahweh, Panyua, Ayaka, Wayashamaka, Shalom, Yahweh, Bahasham, Yahweh Shai, Shema'il, Barak. Rapah, Chazak, 
Izar, Hagan, Banalam Isle. Banalam Isle. Uh, uh, the, the sister, Bobby Dixon, the, the mother of, of our sister, Kaliah, uh, the daughter of our brother, uh, David, uh, Sierra Leakey, uh, to our sister out there in Houston, uh, Abadiah, the wife of Brother Lachama, for our brother out there in Norfolk, uh, Shaquat Gabar, uh, for our brother in, in Houston, our brother, Thahama Macha. I'm sorry, for our, our, our brother and sister here in San Antonio, uh, Thalma Racha and his wife, Robert Diaz. Uh, for the brother, John Spann. Uh, for the sister, uh, uh, Miss Catherine, otherwise known as Ma Dukes, the mother of our, our, our brother, uh, Tazapa. Uh, for our friends in Albuquerque, uh, Becky Darrow and Becky's sister, Carmen. Um, uh, they were just in another cry to the father. Uh, we're, we're sending much prayers for them. Uh, for the entire, my in-laws, the entire Lovett family, and in particular, Father, for my, my mother-in-law, Margaret, um, who, who's definitely going through it right now, uh, be with her, Father, and please strengthen my father-in-law, um, uh, Melvin, uh, Father, and, and my sister-in-law, uh, please be with them, Father. Uh, to the entire Coates family, uh, to our brother Kazakia and his family there in Norfolk, to the sister Anagashia, uh, to our brother in Houston, uh, Thawam Mayam, uh, to our, our other brother here in San Antonio, uh, Thawam or West Beverly, uh, to our sister Ayana, the wife of our brother Awana Ayer, uh, Ayana Banath Banyamian, uh, to some special needs children, Father, to uh, uh, Cece, the daughter of our brother Tazapa and his wife Aratia. Uh, to uh, the daughter, Aiza Lee, the daughter of our brother, Gabarkawa, and Anagashia, and to uh, the daughter of our brother, Barabad, and his wife, uh, Kwadasaya, Aliyah. Uh, to the, to the uh, Tazapah family, uh, to our brother, Kwadashkabar, here in San Antonio. Uh, to our brother, Yenawathan, up there in Albuquerque, and his brother in Oklahoma. Uh, uh, to our brother out there in Florida, Gabar Ya'ala, uh, and his wife, Ayasha, and to uh, her mother, Ruthie Mae Johnson, obviously the mother-in-law of our brother, Gabar Ya'ala, to our brother, Sham Kudash, and his, and his wife, Mariah, out there in Florida as well, to our brother, LV, Brother Lavander, um, uh, the truck driver, who happens to be right now uh, in, in, in the Los Angeles area, uh, dealing with some eye issues, Father. Uh, and for his mother-in-law, uh, and for his mother, uh, Pat Washington. Uh, for our sister, uh, Kwadasaya, the wife of our brother, uh, Bonabai. Uh, for the brother, Sean Stark. For the sister, uh, Sylvia Khan. For our, our, our brother, uh, the, the son of Gabarkawa, Shapar. For our brother up in Lubbock, uh, Yama, and for our brother uh, out in Gallup, uh, Yasha Allah, the brother, the brother of our brother Danya Allah. Uh, and in number seventy-six, verse twenty-seven, Father, it says, "And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them." 
So we ask you, we ask you these things, Father, in the name of your son, Yahweh in the name of your son, Jesus, Bahasham, Yahweh Thank you always. The water from Yah, Amen. All right. So with that, brothers and sisters, uh, got all the announcements being up the way. I'm getting phone calls and everything right now, <laughs> which is a good thing, which is a great thing. Let me see here what's going on here. All right. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to take a, a quick intermission. I know I just took one. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. I'm going to take a quick intermission. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue with part – let me let me get my notes here. We're going to continue with part eight, brothers and sisters. We're going to continue with part eight of the true birth of Christ. All right, we're going to continue with part eight. Let me pull, i got to pull that up one more time. Uh, the true birth of Christ, part eight. Blessed that hear the word of God and keep it. All right? We're going, we're going in for we, we, we're about to get wet. <laughs> all right, this this class we're about to get wet. We get your scuba gear on. All right, we're about to get wet. We're about to splish splash. Gonna take a bath. We're gonna get get our minds clean. We're gonna get our perspectives uh, cleaned up. We're about to go deep, all right? Like most, we're gonna draw this out. So let me take a quick intermission, brothers and sisters. Uh, and when, when I return. We're going, to, we're going to get into it. We're going to get all of it to this class, all right? We're going to get all into this class and this topic. So get your notebooks ready, all right? Um, we got some things we're going to be going over in the scriptures, and then we have some secular sources, some history that we're going to be uh, uh, diving into as well, all right? And let me go ahead. Uh, I'm also going to set up the chat room, all right? I'm also going to set up the chat room at www.blogtalkradio.com. I'm going to set the chat room up, and I'm going to be going to uh, – uh, for those doing the live broadcast, all right, um, and for some of the articles that I'm going to be reading and presenting, I will post them here uh, on, in the chat room. So if you go to www.blogtalkradio.com, uh, go to the search box. Once you pull it up, go to the search box, type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. Once you've got that, then go to uh, – it's going to pull up our, 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 our page, and you will see where it says – you'll see where it says um, on air live now. But if you scroll down just a little bit, you'll see the chat room, all right? That's the official chat room for Blog Talk. And I will be posting um, the links to some of the articles uh, that I'll be going through uh, today. And that chat room, brothers and sisters, when you, when you do the live show, that chat room is also available for you uh, for Taz Paz classes, for uh, any of my classes, and also uh, Bonabaz classes, that if you want to uh, come to the web browser and, and be able to have access to to the uh, chat room, is there, it's available for you. And for a lot of the links, like for Tazapah uh, Tuesdays, when he does his current events, uh, we, we're starting to put the links that he's, that he, uh, the news articles that he's using, we're, we're pulling them up as well so you can, you can read along and be right along with us. Um, and even for your own selves, that if you need to share them with family, friends, whoever, about some of the things that's going on, as well as some of the scriptures that he's going over, boom, it's there for your, it's there for your access. It, it's, it's available for you. Um, and like I said, even for today, uh, I will be putting a, a few articles, but I'll be posting the links in the chat room. So let me go ahead and take this, uh, take this intermission. And when I get back, like I said, we're going to splish splash. Uh, we're going to take this bath. We're, we're going to get baptized in the water. Way down in the water. We're going to get in this water, all right? So let me take this intermission, and when we come back, we're going to get all into this. All right, here we go. You know, it's time to get back to life. Back to what? 
reality.
right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, we are back, we are back, we are back, we are back. All right, brothers and sisters, uh, we are, as I was saying, we are here at part eight of, of this series, uh, the, the, the True Birth of Christ, all right? Huh. All I can recommend is that you go back and check out the, 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 the first uh, parts of this series that, that, that we started. And in, in the library, it, 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 it tells you uh, the, the true birth of Christ. Right? And then it goes through part two, three, four, five, six, seven, and now we're at, at part eight. One thing I really have got to establish, or try and really uh, get across to us, brothers and sisters, is how important it is for us to study. How important it is for us to study and really go through the scriptures that a lot of the things that we've learned, particularly with our time here in North America, I'm going to say it like that, North Central South America, where, where, wherever you might be listening from, but I, since I'm here in North America right now, if we consider that from the discovery of the Americas, so-called discovery of the Americas, in the late, 1400, late 1400s, Coming into the uh, 1500s, 1492, uh, when Columbus uh, first uh, made his voyage over here to the so-called um, to the Americas, and with the arrival of Columbus to, into the Western Hemisphere, that that was also where many of our people here in North Central South America, the, the Aborigines, the originals of North Central South America. When we first started to learn anything about religion, when we first was introduced to Christianity, where it came through Catholicism, uh, Protestant, Methodist, Episcopalian, Seventh-day Adventist, um, Baptist, uh, non-denominational, that it, it was upon the arrival, the, the arrival of Columbus and them, our whole concept has, was, was we were conditioned to learn about Jesus Christ, to learn about God. And it was under much duress that from 1492, um, there was a, a, a mental conditioning of stripping the, the, the natives of the land, natives of the Americas, from their identity, from their culture, from their heritage, from any of the beliefs that we held up, that we had of stripping stripping that and then really conditioning us to be come good Catholics, Methodists, Episcopalians, Seventh day Adventists, or what have you, to becoming good citizens of of the state, becoming good citizens of if it was the Americas or of if it was the, the, the islands or to the to the crown uh, of, of Britain or of of, of Spain or Portuguese or of when the Dutch and the, uh, and the British uh, came over, that we, we got conditioned how to become good members for their societies. And the religion that we learned and the thing we learned about Christ was based from their perspective alone and not based in the scriptures, not based on what was actually written in the scriptures. So even to this very day, a lot of that mental conditioning and that mental bondage, we're still very much under to this very day. 
And this is why Christ had to make the statement in St. John chapter 8, verse 32, that and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That if you don't know the truth, you're not going to be, you're not free from the lies and the mental conditioning that we've been exposed to from the year 1492 until present day 2023. That there's so much mental conditioning that we have been subjected to and brainwashing that we've been subjected to. And when I say brainwashing, I mean wiping our minds totally away from any truth of the Bible and conditioned to, to only see things and receive things from the way society dictates and not from what the Bible actually says. So, yes, this is part eight of the series that we're going over. And, again, I just can't keep stressing enough that I'm going to keep doing this. The importance that we actually go and actually read, that we have to read, and then we got to read it in the proper context. We have to read it in, the, in with the historical context that the Bible really is, that the Bible is a history book of the Hebrew Israelites. If we don't have that understanding, that concept, then this Bible is going to be a mystery. And God did it that way that we would have to put the work in to actually study to make sure we're getting the right message. Okay? So all that being said, brothers and sisters, um, let's continue on. I'm going to read the verse that we that we uh, left off with on, on Wednesday. All right? I'm going to read the verse that we left with on Wednesday, and we're going to move forward. All right? And dealing with the true birth of Christ. Um. Let's make sure we're going through these scriptures, and let's make sure we're doing because m- many people, because of religion, give more credit, give more power, give more influence to the Virgin Mary than they actually do Christ. We we give we give more more reverence to Mary than we do Christ especially when it comes down to our concept of what it means to be a virgin. And we're going to go in this class, brothers and sisters, we're going to go through, we're going to go through this now, but we're going to study some Hebrew words uh, and the Hebrew concepts, the historical Hebrew concepts of what did it mean to be a virgin or be called a virgin. Did it carry the same message, the same note as what it means to be a virgin today? Because words change. The means of words definitely change, but through slang or what have you, the means of words definitely have changed. So we're going to be going through this, brothers and sisters, and all I'm going to ask is we have this class recorded on Blog Talk. Go back and check out the scripture we're going over, the historical references that we pull up, and and check for yourself. Study for yourself. I want, to, I want to pick it back up where the scripture we left off with on last Wednesday with Luke chapter 11, verses 27 and verse 28. Luke chapter 11, verses 27 and verse 28. And this is what it says. Let me also make sure my mic is on. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Um, Luke chapter 11, verses 27 through 28. And it says, and it came to pass. As he spake these things, a certain woman of the company, 
lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. Here we have Jesus Christ, and you might hear me interchange Jesus Christ with Yahweh Shai back and forth. Yeah, we're still talking about the same person. I'm only saying his name in either the Greek or I'm saying in the Hebrew. All right. So Jesus is 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 teaching in Luke chapter 11. Jesus has been teaching and giving, bringing down parables for for um, for, for this multitude. As he's doing this, a woman stands up and says, um, lift up her voice and said, blessed is the womb that bear thee. So she's giving homage to Mary, to Christ's mother, the Virgin Mary. She's giving homage to her. For Christ doing the teaching that he's doing, expounding on the word of God, expounding on, on the will of God, this woman stands up. And now it's giving accolades to Mary, the Virgin Mary, Christ's mother. All right? So, and it came to pass, as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bears thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. Check out verse 28, y'all. Luke chapter 11, verse 28. But she said, yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God. So in light of the, the fourth commandment, if I get my, my, my commandments right, honor your father and mother. Here, a woman is giving accolades to the Virgin Mary, to, to Mary. But we see where Christ came back and, and corrected her. And say, yeah, rather, but above my mom being blessed, rather blessed are they who hear the word of God and keep it. That Christ kind of deferred, deflected. It's still the attention and the accolades being given to Mary, his mother, as the world knows, the Virgin Mary. Who did Christ say blessed even above her? Who is blessed even above that? Those who hear the word of God and keep it. Now, for those who have have a, a Catholic background, this might be hard to hear. This might be hard to read. That Christ would say something like this, that He would not give accolades in this in this respect. To his mother, that blessed are they who, but rather, blessed are they who, that hear the word of God and keep it. Now, you know how I do, I, I've been doing. Let's look at Luke chapter 11, verse 28, and a couple other versions of the Bible, see, see, see what the other versions say. This one I didn't look up before, but we're going to do it now, all right? We're going to do it now. So let me find Luke chapter 11. Verse 28. My compare Bibles. When I read the same verse, when I read Luke chapter 11, verse, verse 28, uh, from the Bible and basic English version, uh, from the Bible and basic English, it says, but he said, more happy are they 
who give hearing to the word of God and keep it. So, so again, who's going to be even more happy than my mother, the womb that I came out of, and the, and the paps or the breasts that I sucked? Those who give hearing to the word of God and keep it. All right? Uh, look at a couple of other versions. Just try to help, help with our understanding. If we look, check out the Common English Bible, the Common English Version Bible for Luke chapter 11, verse 28. The Common English Version Bible for Luke chapter 11, verse 28. This is what it reads here. Jesus replied, that's true. But the people who are really blessed are the ones who hear and obey God's message. So, Again, I'm not doing this to become a, a, a woman, a, a, a woman hater, a, uh, 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 be this, 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 uh, being a toxic male or what have you. But if we come back and actually read the text, we actually read what's being said as opposed to what's just been passed down to us for so long that it, it, it's going to be disruptive. I, I can't, I can't get around that. I can't apologize for that either. It's going to be disruptive. That no, he did not give accolades above or to his mother. Here he's saying, yes, that's true. My mom, yeah, bless her. And in fact, cool. But the people who are really blessed are the ones who hear and obey God's message. Um, let's see if we can find a good news Bible. Put me saying the same thing. Um, and we tell the, the James Madison New Testament, the Jonathan Madison New Testament. I, li- I like some of his commentaries. Uh, it says here, for uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 28, yet he said, on the contrary, the people continually listening to and habitually hearing so as to obey, as well as watching over, guarding, and keeping God's word, God's thoughts, God's ideas, God's message, are the happy, blessed, and privileged folks. So again, who was even who's more blessed, and and, and more uh, who's more blessed than the Virgin Mary, Christ's mother? The, the people who can, are continually listening to and habitually hearing as to obey, as well as watching over, guarding, and keeping God's word, God's thought, God's ideas, God's message, are the happy, blessed, and privileged ones. I'll read some of the, the other versions, brothers and sisters. To try and help us get a comprehension of what's being said, because it be easy. It can be easy for a person to, to to say you're twisting that out of context. You're twisting that under. You're twisting it. And that's why I'm reading these other versions, so we can get some of the other versions, so that we can see the, try and grab the concept a lot better. 
of what was actually being said to try and really get the, the gist, the idea, the spirit of what this statement means, of what this verse actually means. And that's important for us, brothers and sisters. That is important for us as we're dealing with this topic of the true birth of Christ. From there, I'm asking everybody, let's go to Mark chapter 7 now. Let's go to the book of Mark chapter 7, verses 6 through 9. Why is it important? Why, why are those who hear the word of God and keep it, why are they more blessed, more happy? Why is it so important that we go by the word of God and that we hear the word of God and that we're keeping the word of God? Why is that so important, especially as it relates to us here in August 23, 2023, right? August 28th, whatever day today is. How, why is this important for us? Why should this be of note to us, knowing that Romans 15 and 4, things written in four time went for our learning? Let's go to the book of Mark, chapter 7, verses 6 through 9. Let's go to the book of Mark, chapter 7, verses 6 through 9. And what we're dealing with here, brothers and sisters, is traditions and commandments. All right? This is what we're going to be dealing with, and we're going to see how this relates to why are those who hear the word of God and keep it more blessed than, than Christ's mother? Why does he make this statement that we hear the word of God and we keep it? Mark chapter 7, I'm starting verse 6. Mark chapter 7, and we're, re, we're going to read verses 6 through 9. Mark chapter 7, verses 6 through 9. And it says, he answered and said unto them, Well, hath Esaias prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So I wanted to get this, brothers and sisters. Christ said, he answered and said unto them, well, has, it says Esaias, but we know Esaias is the Greek word for Isaiah. All right? So, well, has Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But we want to be careful, and we, what we want to take note of here, brothers and sisters, is are we only loving God or loving Christ with our mouth, but not really with our mind, not really with our heart? Are we, are, 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 are we fitting into the same category of what Isaiah had prophesied some 500 years before Christ came on the scene, and now Christ is quoting what Isaiah had written? Now, are we here in the year 2023 following the same pattern? Let's read on. Let's, 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 let's dive a little bit more into this pattern, okay? Verse 7. Mark chapter 7, verse 7. It says, How be it? In vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. But this, I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest, this runs a, a, a shiver through my spine. Verse 7, how be it in vain do they worship me? The word vain means worthless. The, the things that we're doing in God's eyes are worthless. A person can be doing things that they really believe truly in their heart. They're doing the right thing, but it's in vanity. It's in vain. That the way we honor God, worship God, it doesn't mean a damn thing to God. That now... 
Again, verse 7, how being in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Yeah, what we, we're not careful. What we might be following is what men came up with, but not what God came up with. How we're worshiping God might be how a man dictates, how a religion dictates how God should be worshipped, and it's not how God dictates how he wants to be worshipped. Well, I was going to remember St. John chapter 4, verse uh, 23. Let me pull that up real quick. As we're talking about this word worship here, right? Let's get St. John. Keep, keep me a, a, a bookmark right here. We're coming right back to this, to Mark chapter 7. But right now we want to go to St. John chapter 4. As I'm waiting for my slow-ass phone to come up. We go to St. John chapter 4. St. John chapter 4, verse 23. St. John chapter 4, verse 23 tells us this. It says, but the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. So if we keep this in mind, St. John uh, 4.23, that God is looking for the true worshipers. They're going to worship him in spirit and in truth because that's who the Father is seeking to worship him. And we, we've covered this in, 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 in series before, before we got here. So to be here now in Mark chapter 7, going back now to Mark chapter 7, verse 7, what Christ is saying again, these are the words of Christ in red, how be it, in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. That the way people, that, that, that there are people in the earth, that the way they worship Christ, the way they're worshiping God is in vain. Because what they're teaching people to do is the, the doctrines and commandments of men and not the doctrines and commandments of God. It's things men, it's things men have come up with that in the eyes of God, they're worthless, they're vain. Even though the person might be sincerely keeping it out of all sincerity, but it's worthless. It means nothing to God. What we want to be careful of, brothers and sisters, is that we're not following the same pattern. That we're honoring God with our lips, but our heart is far from God. Our mind really is not on how God wants things done. And what we're following is the teaching and doctrines of men and the commandments of men, of religion, man-made religion. All religion is man-made, and we're not following the commandments of God. We're not following how God wants things done. Verse 8, verse 8, uh, Mark chapter 7, verse 8, it says, Perhaps for laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups, and many other such things ye do. So Christ is giving an example that in verse 8, that there are people that lay aside the commandments of God and hold the tradition of men. But with their lips, they honor God. 
with their mouth all day long, I love God, I love the Lord, I love Jesus. But I'm going to hold on to the tradition of men. I'm going to hold on to the commandments of men and not worship God the way God wants to be worshipped. Thus, the way I worship God is in vanity, is in vain, is worthless. It means nothing to God. As much sentimental value as it might have to me, to God, it means nothing. To Christ, it means nothing. In verse 8, he goes on to give an example of some of the traditions and commandments that, that men keep, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees keep, that had nothing to do with God. I'm going to read verse 8 again, Mark chapter 7, verse 8. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many, and many other such things ye do. That the Pharisees essentially at this particular time when Christ speaks to them, they made so much and put so much emphasis on making sure uh, cups and pots were, were clean. That, that they put so much emphasis in that, that that must be holy. That they put so much emphasis on that, that they were missing the point. And then they made sure everybody else was caught up with you, making sure you wash everything. Being down there, germaphobes. And Christ is calling them out right here. Verse 9. And he said unto them, Full well, ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. Now, he only gave the example. He said that in verse 8, that ye hold the, the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups, semicolon, colon, and many other such things ye do. That there's a lot of things that our people were doing during the time of Christ when he was walking the earth that, that we thought it was an honor of worship of God, but it was tra- traditions that were established by men. It was traditions. It was religions set up by men that had us now rejecting the commandment of the Most High, commandment of God, that we might keep our own traditions. I am curious, brothers and sisters. Let's look at the word tradition. That's something I didn't do in this class. Let's look up the word tradition. And we are in, let me get back to the King James Bible, Mark chapter 7. And I'm curious about this and some of the other versions also. Okay, so from Mark chapter 7, verse 9, in the King James, it reads this way. Let me pull it up. Mark chapter 7, verse 9, what we just read, it says, And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. As we come back and look at some of these other versions, from the uh, a faithful version Bible, a faithful version Bible, it says, then he said unto them, For well do ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may observe your own tradition. So for the King James, we have, uh, For well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own traditions. From a faithful version, it says that you may observe 
your own traditions, that you're about just what about what's sentimental to you. That you don't acknowledge your own tradition, and in doing so, we reject the commandment of God. This is what Christ had to say, the Savior. All right? If we look at the same verse, and we're in Mark chapter 7, verse 9, from the Bible in basic English. The Bible in basic English, it reads like this. And he said unto them, truly, you put on one side, uh, truly, you put on one side the law of God, that you may keep the rules which you have been handed down to you. Mm. I'm going to read that again. Maybe that's a little choppy. Mark chapter 7, verse 9, from the Bible in basic English. And he said to them, truly, you put on one side the law of God, that you may keep the rules which have been handed down to you. That we'll put on one side, we'll push God's law to the side so that we can keep the rules, the traditions that have been handed down to us, that, have, uh, that we may observe and keep those traditions. Um, from the Beeren Study Bible, from the Beeren Study Bible of Mark chapter 7, verse, verse, Mark chapter 7, verse 9, from the Beeren Study Bible, it says this. He went on to say, you neatly set aside the command of God to maintain your own tradition. I hope, I hope we're kind of getting a message here, brothers and sisters. It might be harsh, but it's still the word of God. These are the words of Christ. That there are people, even during the time of Christ, even much, even much more so today, that will neatly set aside the command of God to maintain our own tradition, our own rules, that have been handed down, that we can observe our own traditions, we can keep our own traditions, that we can do the things and the commandments of men and not the commandment of God. Let's see some more other versions of Mark chapter 7, verse 9, and we have the common English version. The common English version says, you are good at rejoicing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, forgive me. The common English version Bible of Mark chapter 7, verse 9. You're good at rejecting God's commands so that you can follow your own teachings. I'm sitting here shaking my head. Again, these are the words of Christ. You're good at rejecting God's commands so that we can follow our own teachings. We're going to read the Good News Bible. We're going to get back now. The Good News Bible. Oh, no, we're going to get a couple more. The Good News Bible. Uh, from Mark chapter 7, verse 9 says, And Jesus continued, You have a clever way of rejecting God's law in order to uphold your own teaching. Y'all hear this? We have a clever way of rejecting God's law in order to uphold our own teachings, our own rules that have been handed down to us by men and not by God. The JMMT, the, let me make sure I got his words right. The JMM, 
the Jonathan Mitchell New Testament. The Jonathan Mitchell New Testament. I'm, I'm repeating these these versions so you can look them up yourselves. Right? The, the Jonathan Mitchell New Testament from Mark chapter 7, verse 9. This is what it reads. Further, he went on to say to them, you men keep on beautifully adoredly setting aside God's implanted goal. Let <laughs> me read that again. Further, he went on to say to them, you men keep on beautifully setting aside God's implanted goal. So whatever God's goal is, we have a, there's men who are beautifully set aside God's goal, implanted goal. It says, in, in, in partition of the finished product within, inward directive and proposed destiny. So regardless of God's goal or what God wants implemented or uh, God's uh, inward directive and purpose of destiny, there's men who set, set that aside so that they can keep, so that you can keep and maintain your tradition. Oh. What is it? This, this, I, I don't, uh, this, 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 this should be eye-opening, brothers. This, this should be uh, this, this should this, this, this should be like like uh, an alarm going off in people's minds. Like, oh, let me be careful. Let me be careful. Let me make sure I'm not setting my own traditions and their own rules that have been set up by men, then I'm rejecting the commandment of God. Now, you might be asking yourself, so why are we reading this behind uh, Matthew or Luke chapter 11, verse 26? What, what does it got to do with, with Luke chapter 11, verse, verse uh, 27 and 28? What do you got to do with when, when, when the woman said, uh, praise the woman who, whose womb you came out of and whose, whose breast you sucked? He said, no, rather, bless the those who hear the word of God and keep it. Come back now, because there are people who have set up and are worshiping God in vain and are pushing more and teaching more and about the traditions and customs and doctrines and rules that men have set up, and, and they're not about what God wants. They're not about God's goal. They're not about God's destiny. They're not about what God wants established. And when we're not careful, we, we can fall into this same trap. Right about following traditions that have nothing to do with God, but we might believe with our full heart, our whole heart and soul, that what we're doing is right, but it's actually rejecting how God does things because we're just following traditions and commandments and doctrines and rules that have been passed down that have nothing to do with God. Let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verse 62 9. We're going to read the same thing. We're going to read the same history that we just read in Mark. Now we're going to read it from Matthew's point of view. All right? We just read Mark's point of view. Now we're going to read Matthew's point of view. All right? uh, Matthew, chapter 15, verses 6 through 9. The book of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 6 through 9. And it says, And honor not his father and his mother. So another tradition, as we're picking up here, Another tradition that, that 
was being pushed during the time of Christ with the Pharisees and the Sadducees was, and, and the scribes was that there was a rejection of God's law in order to keep traditions. And well, I'm going to read this. Uh, Matthew chapter 15, verse 69. Right now it's going to be a little bit choppy, but let me read through this and it's, it's, it's going to fall into place. All right? So Matthew chapter 15, verse 69. And honor not his father or his mother. He shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of none effect by your traditions. So he's given it. Not only was it the washing of pots and pans above, because they were trying to get on Christ about why he ate, his disciples ate without washing their hands and stuff. After the, the, the tradition of the elders, Christ is going to embellish a little bit more about more traditions and commandments that people set up. They got nothing to do with God. But we give more weight, we give more, more, more uh, respect, more reverence to these traditions and things that men have set up that have nothing to do with God. All right, verse 7. Matthew chapter 15, verse 7. And what this is talking about, I'm, I'm trying to keep it brief because I kind of I want to move on. But in Matthew chapter 15, what, what Christ is expounding on right here is when children will come, like young, young people, will come and bring their inheritance that they got from their parents, a lot of times they would bring that to the temple and give it to the priest. And, and the priest was rich. They was born. The Pharisees, they was, they was born. They, they, they was preferable dollar. They was prosperity. They was, they, they forget, uh, uh, who was that white boy out there in, in uh, Houston? Um, Joel Osteen? No. They, these guys were, were born. They, they, they had that money. They, they was doing it rich, big. And they were saying that when the parents came back and said, hold on, where, where's inheritance at? They were saying, no, your child's a gift. And they already gave the gift up. They can't take the gift back. So Christ is getting on them back. Instead of honoring the father and mother, you're saying, nah, we're going to keep this money. And y'all need the mother, father and mother, y'all need to go on somewhere. You know, poor pimps. I'm going to say like the poverty pimps. Right? We see a lot of this in, 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 in the world today. Right, but that's not the only example we're trying to pull out of this. But the traditions, certain type of traditions, and we're not going to get technical. We're not going to get verbatim. We're not going to get uh, 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 literal. He's giving some examples, all right, about traditions. Verse 7, all right? Matthew chapter 15, verse 7. It says, you hypocrites, well did Esaias prophesy of you, saying, these people draw nigh unto me with their mouth. And out of me with their with their lips, but their heart is far from me. All right, same thing we just read in Mark, verse nine. But in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So here's just when back up the point that God's word is rejected because of man-made traditions. All right, that even during the time of Christ, when Christ walked the earth, God's word was being rejected because of man made traditions, even during the time of Christ. Now, how, how does all this fit in? How does all this kind of fit in from Luke chapter 11, verses 27 and 28? How does, this, how does it all fit in? Well, in Luke chapter 11, remember, this woman stood up and said what? Blessed, uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 27 said, and it came to pass, as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice 
and said unto him, Blessed is the womb that bare thee, and the paps which thou hast sucked. So, again, try to give that homage and that, that uh, uh, reverence to Christ's mother, the Virgin Mary. All right? Uh, and, uh, and for Christ, come back and say, no, rather, the one who's really blessed is going to be happy are those who share the word of God and keep it. Now, what a lot of us don't realize, there's a history behind the worshiping of women over God's word. There's a history that, and traditions that are entailed with this. And when, when this woman stood up, what we're going to find out as we go through some of these scriptures now, some of this history now, we're going to find out that there's a history and a tradition of rules about the worshiping of the queen of heaven, the mother of heaven, the mother of God. That there's a pagan tradition and man-made religions that have been established long before Mary ever came on the scene. Centuries before Mary and Joseph came on the scene, there was already uh, the worshiping of the queen of heaven, the mother of God. To kind of get a little history behind this now, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 16 through 19. I'm getting some text here. Let me check these texts real quick. All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, so let's deal with this queen of heaven, this tradition, this man-made tradition that had been established 500 years before Christ. Let me get that real quick also. We're going to the book of Jeremiah, y'all. We're going to the book of Jeremiah, but let me get this, please. Let me get this. Bear with me. Let's go to Jeremiah. I, I, I want to look up when did Jeremiah prophesied. Uh, a Ward had this in his class, but I forgot. I forgot. All right, the prophet Jeremiah was approximately Jeremiah. Uh, was born around 650 B.C. and died around 570 B.C. So we know the fall of Jerusalem took place uh, from the Babylonians when they burnt the, 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 the temple, burnt the city down was 586 B.C. So that was 586. So this is about 16 years. Jeremiah died about 16 years before uh the Babylonians came and took and, this, and destroyed Jerusalem. So I just want to get this now. So he was about, he was between 650 and 570 B.C. So 650 years, between 650 years and 570 years is when the prophet Jeremiah lived. 
before Christ. So 500, 600 years before Christ. I'm going to keep it easy. So 600 years, six centuries before Christ is when the prophet Jeremiah was on the scene. All right? 600 years before Christ is when the prophet Jeremiah was on the scene. Let us now go to Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 16 through 19. Let us now go to Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 16 through 19. And I'm going to post this in the chat room also. Let me do that. I said I was going to be posting stuff in the chat room, so let me keep my word. If you have a list to the web browser uh, live, you can, you can uh, log on to the, in the, to the chat room right now and see some of these scriptures that, that I have posted. If not, uh, again, um, if you listen to, to, to the archive show, uh, please just uh, follow along and you look it up on your own. So we're in Jeremiah chapter 7, and I'm going to start at verse uh, 16. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 16. And what we're dealing with, brothers and sisters, is the worshiping of the queen of heaven, right? As one of these traditions and rules and things that have been passed down, where the commandment of God was now being rejected, all right? Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 16 through 19. Therefore, pray not for this people, neither lift up, lift up cry nor prayer for them, neither make intercession to me, for I will not hear thee. So this was God speaking to the prophet Jeremiah about some of the things that and especially, y'all go back and listen to a worse class. He's doing, oh, it, 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 it's fantastic. It's history. The intricacies and details that a war is covering it and the Brother Tazapaz has been covering it. Please go ahead and check it out to really absorb what this is really, why this is being said and, 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 and where God is coming from with this. Think about it. God is saying, do not pray for this people. Don't let them cry or pray for them. Do not make an intercession to me, for I will not hear thee. Don't you dare cry for them or pray for this people, the people of Israel at this time. 600 years before Christ came on the scene. Six centuries before Christ came on the scene. This is what God is telling Jeremiah. Don't you dare cry for him. Don't you pray for him, and don't you even stand before me as if you mean to pray for him. Verse 17. He's going to tell us why now. Seest thou not what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? He said, don't you, I'm telling you, don't you pray for them. Don't you don't cry for them about what I'm about to bring on them. And you wonder why? Look at what they're doing. Look at what they're doing in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Verse 18. The children gather wood and the fathers Kindle the fire, and the women need their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto other gods that they may provoke me to anger. Now, brothers and sisters, if you don't understand this, the whole family, as he looked in the cities of Judah, cities, y'all see that, right? Cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. The children gather wood. So this is a family affair. This wasn't just one of, this was everybody involved with it. It had the children caught up, the children gathering wood. 
the fathers are making fires, making big, big ass cookouts, if you will. And the women are kneading their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven. Brothers and sisters, the queen of heaven is the worshiping of the moon. All right? The moon is known as the mother. To make cakes to the queen of heaven, brothers and sisters, this is where the tradition of lighting a candle and putting on a cake is in direct worship and correlation to the pagan worship of the moon, of the queen of heaven. The queen of heaven. The sun is the greater light of the, of, of, of the heavens. Yeah, the sun, moon, and stars. Let me, let me, let me start out. There's the sun, there's the moon, there's the stars. The greater light being the sun will be like the king of heaven. The lesser light being the moon or a woman or feminine will be the queen of heaven. And there was a direct worship that was dealing with this. Whether it was Asterisk, whether it was uh, Wanda being Venus, whether it was Astarte, where we get the word Easter from, the fertility goddess, that's what this was in in honor of. And how the the tides are, are, are swayed by the moon, that the moon had this type of power, and the light of the moon gave power. From, from the, the werewolf. I mean, it, it goes deep, brothers and sisters. It goes deep. But the lighting of a candle on a cake is direct pagan worship, idolatrous worship, going back to the queen of heaven. That the candle or the candles on the cake represent the light of the moon. That's why most cakes are round. Most cakes are round, and you put candles on them. Has anybody ever stopped for a second to wonder where did this type of tradition come from? Why do we light candles and put them on cakes? Where, where does that come from? No one stops and asks these questions. We just know it's, it's traditions, it's things that get passed down, that we, we will, we'll make sure that a child's first birthday, they're one years old. They can't remember a damn thing. A child's first birthday. Hold on one second, brothers and sisters. Hold on one second. Hold on one second, please. We're back, we're back, we're back. Cool. So where are you going, right? 
Um, so does anybody ever consider or think about where these traditions that we get, that a, a baby will have his first, his one-year-old birthday party, that there has, there's got to be pictures taken because obviously nobody remembers their one-year-old birthday party. But what's one of the biggest things that got to be remembered about the one-year-old birthday party? How the baby tore into the cake. How the baby took the cake and it was it had the one candle, if it was a cupcake even, and tore into it. But <laughs> with weddings, uh, 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 we had the wedding cake for the wedding, but then you're supposed to save the, the, the very top portion of the cake for how many ever tears it is for the, the one-year anniversary and then or, or, or what have you. Come on. Where, and blowing the other candles. Do we ever think about where this tradition comes from? And if we, don't, if we never think about where this tradition comes from, do we ever think that this might be going against God? No. But we have people that will fight to make sure there's a birthday cake. And if it's not a full cake, it's that, it's that uh, 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 it's a cupcake. It might just have the one candle that I, was, I thought about you. I was thinking about you on your birthday or your anniversary or a, a special occasion. And we have no clue in putting together that this is, a, this is 100% associated with pagan worship, the queen of heaven. The mother of God. Reading on, y'all. Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 18. The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire, and the women need their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven, and to pour out drink offerings unto other gods, that they, that they may provoke me to anger. And his son has got the whole family involved. And we're going to drink like it's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday. I'm a party like it's my birthday. Blame it on your birthday. Verse 19. Do they provoke me to anger, saith the Lord? Do they not provoke themselves? to the confusion of their own faces, and we're teaching this to our children, and we think God is not pissed at this. Think about this, brother. How heavy is this? How heavy is this that God told Jeremiah, don't you dare pray for these people? Don't you pray for them? Don't you lift up a cry for them? Don't you see what they're doing in the cities of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem? The whole family's doing this. And this tradition of giving homage to the Queen of Heaven, to them, and the Queen of Heaven is also known as the Mother of God. All right, let's stay in the Book of Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter forty-four. Let's stay in the Book of Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter forty-four. We're going to read this whole chapter. And this, this corner of my time right here, this might be it for this. When we go to Jeremiah chapter forty-four, we start at verse one. It says, the word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the Jews which dwell in the land of Egypt, which dwell in Migdal, and at Tephanes, and at Noph, and in the country of uh, Pathros. So the word that came to Jeremiah 
concerning all the Jews that dwell in the land of Egypt, uh, which dwell in uh, Migdal and Tephanes and Noph in the country of, of uh, Pastros, saying, so this, these are a lot of the, the Jews at this time who have been scattered out of, out of Jerusalem during the time of the Babylonians. All right, and this was the elite of the, of the, uh, the upper class of Israel that had been scattered. All right, verse 2. Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, you have seen all the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem and upon all the cities of Judah. And behold, this day they are a desolation, and no man dwelleth therein. The Lord was so pissed off at us. And again, go check out Dr. Paz, uh, uh Pell, about uh, the time of Jeremiah, the t- time of the Gentiles, the time of the, the it was the uh, expulsion of us being exp- uh, pushed out of uh, the different activities that we was going through. Excellent job, and awards covering this right now in the Sabbath classes. All right. Um, it says, you have seen all the evil that I, have, that I have brought upon Jerusalem and upon all the cities of Judah. And behold, this day they are a desolation, and no man dwelleth therein. Verse 3, because of their wickedness, which they have committed to provoke me to anger, and that they have committed, uh, uh, hold up, because, verse 3, because of their wickedness, which they have committed to provoke me to anger, and that they went to burn incense and to serve other gods whom they knew not, neither, neither they nor your fathers. That these traditions and things that, that we had got caught up into by this time, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob didn't know but weren't doing no crap like this. Abraham wasn't doing nothing like this to be called the father of faith. Isaac and Jacob weren't doing anything like this, and now their posterity will be blessed by God, that, God, that we would be his people. And he would be our God. They weren't doing the, the, these type of acts that we have been now doing while we were in the promised land. All right. Reading on. Verse 4. Howbeit, I sent unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising early and sending them, saying, do not this abominable thing that I hate. But they hearken not, nor incline their ear to turn them from their wickedness, to burn incense unto other gods. Verse 6. Wherefore, my fury and my anger was poured forth and was kindled in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. And they are wasted and desolate as at this day. Therefore, now thus saith the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, wherefore commit ye this great evil against your souls, to cut off from you man and woman, child and suckling, out of Judah, to leave you none to remain, and that ye provoke me unto wrath with the works of your hands, burning incense unto other gods, in the land of Egypt. So God, Jeremiah said, look, you see what I did to the, to, uh, to the cities of Judah and Jerusalem for the wickedness they were doing. Now, y'all Jews are in Egypt and these other lands doing the same, same crap? Doing the same thing? This whole 
uh, obey the law of the land? When they won't do what the Romans do, please. Verse 8. And that ye provoke me unto wrath with the works of your hands, burning incense unto other gods in the land of Egypt, whether ye be God to dwell, that ye might cut yourselves off, and that ye might be a curse and a reproach among all the nations of the earth? Have you forgotten the wickedness of your fathers and the wickedness of the kings of Judah and the wickedness of their wives and of your own wickedness and the wickedness of your wives which you have committed in the land of Judah in the streets of Jerusalem? I'm going to read verse 9 again. Have you forgotten the wickedness of your fathers and the wickedness of the kings of Judah and the wickedness of their wives and your own wickedness and the wickedness of your wives, which they have committed in the land of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? Verse 10. They are not humbled even unto this day. Neither have they feared nor walked in my law knowing my that I have set before you and before your fathers. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will set my face against you for evil, and to cut off all Judah. And I will take the remnant of Judah that, that have set their faces to go into the land of Egypt to sojourn there, and they shall all be consumed and fall in the land of Egypt. They shall be consumed by the sword and by the famine. They shall die from the least of the from the least even unto the greatest by the sword and by famine. And they shall be uh, and they shall be an excretion <coughs> and an astonishment and a curse and approach. They shall be an excretion we know what excrement is. Dookie, dung, boo-boo, poo-poo. Verse 13. For I will punish them that dwell in the land of Egypt, as I have punished Jerusalem by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. Verse 14. So that none of the remnant of Judah, which are gone into the land of Egypt, to sojourn there, shall escape or remain, that they should return into the land of Judah, to the which they have a desire to return to dwell there. For none shall return, but such as shall escape. Then all the men, now check out what Jeremiah, so Jeremiah just made this declaration, right? That God's about to whoop ass. Dad is about to really come and, and, and wreak havoc, and there's going to be a lot of death. Now, check out verse 15. Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 15. Check this out. Then all the men which knew that their wives had burned incense unto other gods, and all the women that stood by, a great multitude, even all the people 
that dwelt in the land of Egypt, in Pathros, answered Jeremiah, saying, verse 16, check this out, y'all. As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee. Verse 17, but we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth to burn incense unto the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her as we have done and our fathers, our kings, and our princes in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then had we plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. We're going to keep doing worshiping and honoring the queen of heaven. We're going to keep worshiping and honoring the festivals and the feasts uh, of these other gods. We're not going to listen to what God told you, Jeremiah. Because since we've been doing this, look how much food we got. Look how well we do. Look how, how happy the kids are. And we didn't see no evil. We saw nothing but good. It's your birthday. We go party like it's your birthday. And we're going to honor our women. This is what the fathers said that knew their wives had done this. We're not going to listen to you. We're going to keep following this. We'll keep following these traditions. But yeah, we saw what you did, but you, that ain't gonna, that's not enough to stop us. We saw how angry God, but that's not enough to stop us. Listen, you know what we're reading about right here? Happy wife, happy life. That's what we're reading about right here. Verse 18. But since we left off to burn incense to the queen of heaven, and to pour out drink offerings unto her, we have wanted all things and have been consumed by the sword and by the famine. Yeah, we're going through all this now because we stopped not honoring the queen of heaven, not honoring the women's lib. Verse 19. And when we burned incense to the queen of heaven and poured out drink offerings unto her, did we make her cakes to worship her? Are we reading this? And when we burned incense to the queen of heaven and poured out drink offerings unto her, did we make her cakes to worship her and pour out drink offerings unto her without our men? All my men, if you hear me, pour your hands up with me. Independent. To the left, to the left. And what are the other songs that, I, that's how long it's been, so I really listen to modern music or whatever, that shit, the women's lid anthems. Verse 20. Then Jeremiah said, unto all the people, to the men and to the women, and to all the people which had given him that answer, saying, the incense that ye burned in the cities of Judah, and in the streets of Jerusalem, ye and your fathers, your kings and your princes, and the people of the land, did not the Lord remember them 
and came it not into his mind? You think God forgot? Verse 22, so that the Lord could no longer bear because of the evil of your doings and because of the, of the abominations which ye have committed. Therefore is your land a desolation and an astonishment and a curse without an inhabitant as at this day. Verse 23, because ye have burned incense and because ye have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, nor walked in his law, nor in his statutes, nor in his testimonies, therefore this evil is happened unto you as at this day. But says, I'm going to leave it at that right there. We're going to leave it at this right here. When we pick, up, pick back up on Wednesday, we're going to go further, a little bit further more into this Queen of Heaven, the virgin birth, and what all this meant. That these traditions that we've been, that, that Israel said already been caught up into, these pagan traditions, these pagan worships that we were caught up into, that we were doing these so heavy, that's why God, one reason why God keeps out in the first place. And what we want to be careful of as we're dealing with the true birth of Christ, we want to make sure that we're not following some, some crazy religions. We'll make sure we're not following some crazy traditions and that we're doing that sincerely because we don't know any better, but only because it's tradition. So with that, says, I am going to end today's class with that right there. Uh, I would like to thank anybody who did get a chance to tune in today. Uh, today, again, being Monday. Uh, please tune in tonight to uh, the Brothers uh, SOW, the, the Stream of Wisdom, uh, Houston, uh, Texas, uh, Stream of Wisdom on YouTube tonight. They have a class starting at 7 p.m. Eastern uh, Central Standard Time. That's going to go to 9 Center Standard Time, then uh, like, share, subscribe, and then uh, switch over to uh, uh, Sport of Truth. Uh, Sport of Truth, San Antonio, Texas, uh, YouTube channel, as, as they have their class going from 7 to 10 and catch the last uh, of their show uh, after uh, the Houston class. Or listen to either one and come back on the rebound. Uh, check us out tomorrow for Talks About Tuesday. Check us out tomorrow for Talks About Tuesday. It is planned for 10 a.m., but it might, it might uh, depending on his work schedule, it might have to go tomorrow night. But for all intents and purposes, it will definitely be tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m. So with that, uh, I would like to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope you have a, a great day and a blessed week. And with that, my name is Mashaba. I would like to say shalom.
That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.